Welcome back to TimeSync. This is episode 171, Palindrome. My name is Hamza. My name is Amaldeep. Is it impressive to be a three-digit palindrome? It is. It's always impressive to be a palindrome, no matter what. It's like mom, dad. It's like it's race car. That's a good palindrome. No, they're they all impressive. Every palindrome is impressive. What about a single letter? Is a single letter a palindrome? Single letter, they're not palindromes. How about two letters in a row? Is that a palindrome? A, A, B, Yes, those are palindromes. And those are impressive to you? Every palindrome is impressive. All right. Okay, so quick piece of follow-up on like a story from like literally two years ago. I just missed it, and I feel so dumb probably missed it. So very quick context. There was a news story back in like 20, like near the end of 2021 where a journalist found a cybersecurity loophole in a government website, on the school district website. And it was a pretty bad one. Basically, it was leaking social security numbers of staff and faculty at this, in, the, in the school district. He report, the journalist reported this to like, the agency who, like, who runs the website and told them, like, hey, uh, can you fix this? I plan to write a paper on this, like a report on this for my newspaper that I work for. And they said, yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks so much. They fixed it, and then the person put out the news article about it. The governor saw this and then said that they were going to take them to court over this because the journalist hacked the website to do that. Classic. And I cannot emphasize enough how much this was not hacking. Like, it's hard to describe to non-tech people. There's a very easy way to see do what he did, and no person with actual technology would ever call that hacking. It's just looking at a website, but behind the scenes of a website. No, it's, like hacking is like you you would have to be infringing upon someone else's like uh data. Like it's like it's like secured somewhere and you're like accessing it in an yeah. illegitimate way. But this is like it's it's kind of like you're just showing everyone. You know, you're just you're like you you're, the website is showing everyone this information. Maybe they're covering with a piece of paper and then you're just like, "Oh, okay, what's and you just open the piece of paper. Like you're not actually like going in their pocket, grabbing their like social security card. No, it's like the website itself is showing the data. Like, this is one step below, like, putting white text on a white background and thinking that nobody can see it. Yeah. Like, you ever done that before? Like, white text, and you click and drag, and you can see stuff now, son? Yes, I have. Yeah. So, this is one step below that. It's just one level below that. It requires the most basic of computer knowledge to do. And the governor was going after the journalist and also a cybersecurity expert at a local university who helped. Because the journalist apparently saw this law. I contacted a, a local expert to be like, hey, can you confirm that this is that I'm seeing what I, I'm actually seeing here? Like, there's no way they, the website could be that poorly made, right? And the cybersecurity expert was like, no, it actually is that poorly made. And so the government was going after them. And the follow-up was basically that the uh, county prosecutor, the local prosecutor, was just like, no, this is dumb. Why would you, why would you spend like, local resources on this investigation? This is dumb. And just threw it out, basically. Right. And the article even goes to the effort to mention that they're both from the same political party. So there's no, like, shenanigans going on here. The prosecutor was just like, this is just a waste of public resources. And then threw it out. What I didn't know was by the time the prosecutor had thrown it out, the investigation had already started and was, like, a good ways in. Like, multiple weeks in to the investigation. And they, and they did end up releasing a police report on the investigation that had been done before it got, thro- before it got like, thrown out and was cancelled, basically. Okay. And that was the part I missed, basically, was that there actually was an investigation. The results, of the, the results of the investigation were basically, yeah, no, the, the reporters did nothing wrong. 
Like, yeah, the, the governor is just a moron. I wonder if the governor, like, I said this before too, but I wonder if the governor is a moron or if he just he knew that this would do nothing, but he just knows that this will get like some headline news, like big news. Yeah, and you know, he's like kind of fighting for the public or whatever, and no one really cares that much. They're not going to look that deep into like what happened. It's going to be, oh, the governor cares about our, cy- our uh, cybersecurity. So maybe I should just vote for him again or something like that. You know, I don't know. See, that's a more optimistic way of looking at it. I thought if that was the case, it would be like, oh, the governor is going after journalists. And for some people, that's a good thing. Oh, that too. Yeah, that, that could be also. Because otherwise, can someone really, can someone in elected office really not understand technology that yes. much? Yes. Yes. Hamza, they hear the word, I think is, here's the thing. Here's like the big deal, which I, this is why I think the governor, if he did, just was an idiot. This is why he was an idiot. It's because he definitely does not know the difference. I, I assume the average person doesn't know the difference between encoding and encrypting. Those two words are too similar to the average person. Okay, but, but like, I mean, wildly different things. No, but like, okay, fine. Maybe that's the case. But like, the the this specific way that the hacker, in quotes, caught this information. I mean, did it have to do with encoding and encrypting? You had to decode it. Yes, not decrypt it. Decode it. Well, so what does that mean by decoding? Decoding is just like the, the best way I can describe it to like in a point of view of like the audience who doesn't know tech stuff is encoding is just a way to write something in a different language that computers can read faster. It's just more efficient for computers. So you're talking but about it actually is the same text. It's like if like I binary if, or something. Yeah, like bin- you can think of binary as a good example, like writing everything in ones and zeros. It's not technically, you're not hiding the information. It's not being encrypted in a way that you need a password to unsee. It's like if I put something on a public billboard that I wanted to keep secret, but I'm like, oh, it's fine. I wrote it in Punjabi so no one can read it. It's like, that's ridiculous, right? That's what that happened here. So the journalist decoded this yeah. information. How did they even do that? Like, how did, how did they even know how to do that? That's kind of, they have like a background in like, I don't know, cybersecurity or something? Like, they just know how to do this? I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I kind of thought that was basic stuff. Encoding what? and decoding. Yeah. Wait, 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 so they went to a website. You think it's basic for them to like go into wherever it is well, on the I website they, they to like, find some random aware. binary and like that's not that's not normal. Dude. That's not normal stuff at all. Apparently, it was the label wasn't encoded. Oh, like, this wasn't it, encoded it said, at all. Okay, basically, they, he found something that said SSN colon and then a bunch of gibberish, and he was like, "Could SSN be social security number?" And so he just copy and pasted what was in there for SSN into an online decoder, because once again, it's a, it's a different language. It's not actually encrypted. Into an online decoder, and then it gave out what looked like a social security number. Okay. Okay. All right. Man did a lot of work for like There's uh, so one, randomly. I, listen, it was one of those... Th- I guess the guy was a journalist, and he's a tech journalist, so... I assumed he was like, eh, he's from the area. So it's not like he was going to some random steel district website. He might have just been messing around just for personal curiosity's sake. And then was like, oh my God, there's a huge vulnerability here. Okay. There was a funny quote though that I thought, this is the one thing we could be like, maybe technically the governor was right, but for the dumbest reason. Okay. The investigation didn't find any criminal intent. Though it may have technically been a crime because a state law on tampering with computer data and this is a quote, does, does appear to be so vague that it basically describes someone using a computer to look up someone's information. So the act of looking up information for so, about someone else on a computer technically 
fits the rule of illegal use of data on the internet. Dude, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like, in my opinion, you sh- you have to have restrictions on your own data for that to happen. Like, you can't just assume people will not just go look up stuff. Like, come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but technically speaking, if the law says that you can't look up other people's stuff on the internet, like, once again, the laws are so vague that that technically qualifies as being against the rules, then technically you did break a law. Law's, law's broken. It is. It is terribly so. But yeah, I just thought that was really funny. Was like, well, I guess technically you could argue he did break the law, but the law is just so stupid, so. The law should be... That law doesn't make any sense. Okay, so Hamza, this is going to sound like a rhetorical question, but I'm sincerely going to ask this. Do you know what it means for something to be in the public domain? Uh, Anyone can use it. That's pretty much it, yeah. The idea is that... So, apparently a lot of countries have this, but the US one is some of the, one of the more stricter ones, and it's also the one that applies to a lot of places, because a lot of content is made in the US. But the way it works is basically, when you make something, you, ha- you own the copyright to it. Unless you specifically choose to revoke it, you can do that. But like if you're choosing, you, assuming you choose to keep the copyright to your material, you can keep it. But after a certain amount of time, it eventually becomes public domain, aka it is owned by the general public and not you anymore. So wait, just really quickly. Let's say I created a character for like a book yeah. or something, right? Yeah, you, you wrote a book. Yeah. Does that mean that I have a copyright right away or do I have to like file for something like I want a copyright for this? You would have to file it to be official. Okay, so I file it. Does that now yeah. does that mean that anyone like for example someone in like um Belarus, can they just be like, Well, I like this like they read my character, but they're like, nah, I like it. So they make it, they make it themselves, but they're not in America. So are they legally allowed to do that or can I can it I It like, depends on like the arrangement that the country has with other countries. It gets really messy when you get into oh, international okay. law. Okay. Like I know for example, Britain has like a rule where it says one of the laws is that you have to respect the copyright of other countries. That's technically a law in Britain rule. So Britain has its own rules on when does something become public domain. But it also states that, hey, if another country where the thing is from says, no, it's not in public domain, then for us, it's also not in public domain. I wonder why any country would do that. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I guess to keep a friendly relationship with other countries, I guess. Man, people are too friendly. I'd be like, hell no, you do your own stuff, bro. I'll copy That's like, the, that's like the meme, right? Where like the, the, the joke is typically in China. I don't know if China has these laws or not, or if it's just like a joke or over-exaggeration. But like, Supposedly, like, you, you, know, you go to China, you can buy knockoff anything because it's just not enforced. They're like, oh, if a U.S. company tries to sue us, so what? Or like those, or, or even like a better example is those pirating websites. Like have like, you know, watch, you know, one, two, three, watch movies online, free.org.ca.ru or whatever. Yeah. Like those are typically hosted in other countries where the U.S. just can't get to. Like even if Paramount was like, oh, I'm going after the guy who put my movie on their website. They're in a country that they just can't reach or can't legally reach, so to speak. And so that's why they're able to stay up. Nah, dude, that, that makes no sense to me. Like, like okay, we, that's made a different discussion, but I told you before, like, okay, let's say you go to 123movies dot whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. I, if I know that domain and uh-huh. the I, the, uh, what do they call The, uh, I don't know, the people that actually make that show know that domain. And the yeah. FBI know that domain or whatever. Can yeah. you not just ban the domain? But no, then they'll make another website. Yeah, ban that one too. But they'll make another, just ban that one too. They just keep banning them forever. There's no way. Like, you just, they keep the do domain Do countries available. have the right to do that? Or does the U.S. have the right to do that? Because like, the U.S. government has to have the right. I know it sounds weird. What do you but mean? the government has the right to do something. And it can't just do whatever it wants. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. It can. It can do whatever it as wants. soon as they write it on a piece of paper that says they can. 
Okay. Well, anyway, okay. Going back to the public domain. But yeah, the reason I bring it up is because it was like a big deal about this year's public domain. Because like January first is called Public Domain Day because that's where, because the way the no, law it's works. No, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean like that ain't nobody calling it that, bro. I know. Yeah, everyone calls it New Year's Day, but so January first is called Public Domain Day because the way the law works is like it's not like oh your public your copyright expires the exact day ninety five years after or whatever. It's actually like. The year start the start of the year that represents the ninety fifth year becomes the starting point. So it's always January first where things enter the public domain. And yeah, apparently I was so shocked to learn this. Apparently, originally, like original U.S. law, you could only hold a copyright for fourteen years. So what happens so after anything, that? Huh? Yeah. What happens after fourteen years? Then it becomes public domain. So can you explain that again? Like, okay, let's say I make Harry <laughs> Potter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You made Harry Potter. Okay. And then fourteen years later. Does that mean Anybody someone... can make Harry Potter stuff. They can sell Harry Potter merchandise, official like Harry Potter merchandise. That they feels can write, so wrong. They can sell fan fictions. They can, I don't know, like make, they can make money off of Harry Potter. Dude, that feel, that, doesn't that feel wrong? No, I think that's great actually, but... No, like, okay, but let's say you made Harry Potter. is your source I, of income. And yeah, why guess, should someone get, else be allowed that. to take your character and, and sell stuff off that? That doesn't feel fair. The idea is that like, 14 years is, was originally believed to be a good amount of time. Was like You can make all the money you could realistically make off of something for 14 years. And it gives you a pressure to make more stuff. The idea was they wanted to... They just, the goal with public domain law and copyright law is like they want to strike this balance between like... We want people to make stuff. We want people to make art. But if something enters public domain immediately, some people may not get the motivation to make it. Or to put the effort in. Because they won't get anything back from it. So you give them the, the copyright, you give them the right to copy their stuff and make it so other people don't have the right to copy your works so that you can make money off of it so it incentivizes you to do it. But then we also don't want them to have it forever because then like, if you're inspired by Harry Potter and you want to make something in the world of Harry Potter, you should be able to after a certain amount of time. And if they, they basically decide like, to stifle creativity but also, also like, promote it. By offering like, hey, if you do it, you we, we the courts will legally protect your work for you. So that's the idea behind it. What number is the right number is like a whole other debate. Well, maybe I have to learn more about this because I uh, I would think I make Harry Potter. Create as many yeah. fan fiction as you want. Create as many mock T-shirt designs as you like, but don't make money off of it because that's my job. I mean, I'm the one who created the character. I mm-hmm. I get the money. I don't care if it's 14 years. I don't care if it's 2,000 years because like. It's mine. And the whole thing about like, okay, I'm already gone. So whatever. Now anyone can take it, right? No. Because what if I created like a company and that company is using that product or whatever? It's a company's property now, you know? Like, I, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to use it. Just uh, done. And you would get along with a lot of companies. Because that's what they want too, obviously. So yeah. So basically, originally it was 14 years. It's now like in the ballpark of 95 years. I don't know the exact details. I tried to figure jump. it out. It's a huge... Well, it's because there were like eight like eight different extensions to it. Like it got extended eight different times and now it's reached 95. The most recent one was in 1998 was when it like last happened. Mm. And so now it's basically reached around 95 years. It's something like... Uh, it's like... Uh, some of them are really weird. Like it's like, oh, X number of years after the death of the original creator. So it's really yeah. hard to tell like, exactly when it's supposed to be. But Ballpark is 95. And the reason this, is in, this one was super important, because like, you probably don't pay attention to this, so you didn't notice, but basically 
while we were alive, nothing entered the public domain. Because in 1998, the extension happened, right? So everyone born after 98. Because of that extension, it affected everything. So like, I forget the exact number, but let's just say it was 20 years, right? They, they made copyright last 20 years longer than it did before. Anything that was supposed to go into the public domain from 1998 up to whatever 20 years after that is. I can't do math in my head, right? 2018. Those things were supposed to go in the public domain, but didn't because they got extended 20 years. So there's a gap of like 20 years from 1998 to 2018 where nothing entered the public domain. And of that was course, just the normal for us. Ain't nobody, ain't no company putting their stuff on the public domain for free. Exactly, yeah. That willingly to, I mean, technically, I guess that stuff did enter the public domain, but nothing expired and got into the public domain. Okay. So, but then in 2018, I think is actually the year where it started, where stuff started entering the public domain again. So you could like go in online and check like what entered the public domain in 2018. And a bunch of stuff did because they all expired. And the reason why 2024 was a big deal was because it's pretty much, it's oversimplified. People typically say that, hey, the reason the 1998 extension even happened was because Walt Disney wants to keep the copyright on Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is like, you know, the image of Walt Disney Corporation. Yep. Yep. And they want to keep that for forever. And, and they're so, right to do that. They're right to do that. I, that's my mm, that's, that's my perspective. I don't care. I know. I can I can agree that I can totally understand why they would do that. I don't think they should be able to, but I can see why they would want to. Hey, the company's still making money. It's all yours, bro. <laughs> so I just thought it was interesting that when people genuinely believe that, like, as we got closer to that deadline of like, oh, Mickey Mouse is going to enter the public domain that eventually Disney would just lobby again and a bunch of companies would lobby again to get the extension and they would just do this for the end of time. You know, it would just go on for forever. But that didn't happen. January 1st, 2024, Mickey Mouse, in quotes, Mickey Mouse entered the public domain. Why didn't they do that? Why did they let that happen? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of different speculations. Some people say that, oh, they got away with it last time because the public wouldn't, you know, because the internet didn't exist and so it was harder for people to make a fuss or for it to get noticed. Right, so, or some people argue, oh, Mickey Mouse just isn't that valuable to Disney anymore. Like, because they own, like, at, at the time, in 1998, Mickey Mouse was, like, the he- biggest moneymaker for Walt Disney. And now Walt Disney Company owns so many other companies that they don't really care about Mickey Mouse as much anymore. Okay. So, you know, it's all speculative as to why they did or didn't do it, right? Some people are like, oh, they're, they're afraid of public backlash. And some people are like, oh, no, it's just pure business money motive that actually isn't worth the effort. Whatever the case may be, it didn't do it, is what ended up happening. And so, on January 1st, 2024, Mickey Mouse entered the public domain. There's one stipulation, and it's a big one. Which is, the way it works, at least in use co- uh, public domain copyright law, is the idea is, if I take something from the public domain, right, I can just reprint it as is, right? So if I, like, for example, the work, like, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, I could just download that, print it, and sell that. I'm allowed to do that. But I can also make my own version. I can make a fan fiction, essentially, of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and sell that. And I can copyright that fan fiction because it's, a new, it's considered a new piece of work. It's, a, it's based upon, inspired by something in public domain, but it's new. It's still deemed new enough that you can put a copyright on that. Yeah, that makes sense. So what happened is Mickey Mouse is in the public domain but only the version of Mickey Mouse that was in the original cartoon that he appeared in. So Steamboat Willie, the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse in the public domain. So for example, Can't Speak. Speaking came later 
and Disney still owns the copyright to that. Because they made the fanfic version of Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse that can talk. Okay. Color. You can't give him, you can't give him the iconic red pants or shorts. Okay. All right. Because they own the copyright to that version of their own character. And like, even like, someone argue being kind is something they added to Mickey Mouse later. Because in the original cartoon, it's kind of like a jerk to animals. Wait, so, wait, hang on a second. So, this version of Mickey Mouse called Steamboat Willie, that is the one. Well, it's, it's not called Steamboat Willie. It's from the cartoon named Steamboat oh. Willie, but go on. Okay. So, is he Willie? Is his name Willie in there? No, he's, he's referred to as Mickey Mouse. Okay, so this Mickey Mouse in Steamboat Will- Willie, that version, he's in public domain now. Yes. But when will the like the Mickey Mouse that I think of when I think of Mickey Mouse, when will that get to public domain? I don't know the exact details, but that also depends on what you consider to be your version of Mickey Mouse. Because it's gone through so many different small iterations. Each small iteration would have to be its own copyright with its own extension and its own protections. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. So that's, so, why, that's so, why they didn't care use... about this copyright. Like, who cares? This one, like, no one, no one's gonna, no one don't care about Steamboat Willie version. Like, whatever. But then, that's, the thing, that's when things get... The reason people thought that Disney would keep extending this one is because while Steamboat Willie, the video, the movie, short, not really short to call it, was in the public domain, there was no ambiguity. Now there's a lot of ambiguity. Because if I make a black and white version of Mickey Mouse, that's allowed. I'm allowed to do that because it's based off of something in public domain. Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse. But it's like, okay, what if I give it green shorts? Right? That's, a, that's my mm. fanfic version of Steamboat Willie. And I, I guess, realistically, at some point, Disney might have put Mickey Mouse in green shorts instead of red shorts or something, right? Yeah. And so they could argue that we already own the green short version of that character too. But like, what if I make it speak a language that they never made him speak? Does that count as breaking the rule? Like, there's so much more ambiguity of like, where exactly does that line belong? Uh, when does it become a new version based off the original and not a copy of something else they own the copyright to, you know? But I can still sell the merch, right? Yeah. Oh, so if one, I make a shirt... Oh, one major caveat. Forgot about this one. What? There's another caveat. They still own the trademark. So you can't use Mickey Mouse as the face of your company because trademarks are different from copyrights. Trademarks are indefinite as long as they're still in use. Okay, that's so fine. So you can't use them as a logo. Okay, that's fine. Wait, wait, we made a logo. Like I can still have a shirt with his face on it? Yeah, you can have a shirt on his face on it, but you can't make it, it's kind of, it's, it's, once again, all this law is kind of fuzzy, but you can't, if a person could reasonably be deceived that this is official Walt Disney merchandise, that's a problem. No, 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 it'll be like, okay, it'll be a picture of, of uh, Mickey Mouse from Steamboat Willie, on the yeah. bottom it'll say Mickey Mouse, and then in the bottom, bottom it'll say uh, the company, whatever company's name is that made this shirt. Then that should be fine. That's all would I you care play, about, dude. Would yeah. you play that game against Walt Disney Corporation? I don't know. I'm not playing that game. It's, it's money, money. Money's bro. Money's money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and because Disney's selling yeah. it for probably like, I don't know, 50, 60 bucks, and I'll sell it for like 49. So. <laughs> 49.95. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Man, this is, this is so confusing, dude. Like, I it's so confusing. I used Frankenstein as an example earlier because it's, a great, it's another great example of this. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is in the public domain. You can make derivative works of Frankenstein. In, in Sony Pictures' Hotel Transylvania movies, there is a character called Frank who is clearly Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Right? But one thing you'll notice is that he's blue in that movie, which isn't the color most people imagine Frankenstein's monster to be. Yeah, more greenish. More greenish, right? It's because Universal Studios owns the copyright to green Frankenstein. 
How? How do you get because that? Because they made a movie with Frankenstein. Like they made a Frankenstein movie back in the nineteen whatevers. And that one it, technically in the movie he's not even green because it's a black and white movie. But on the poster he's green. Oh. On the poster he's green. And in f- future movies they make it you know, once they get a color vision, they make him green in the movies. And so once again, they made their fanfic version of Frankenstein, who is green. And so they get to own the green Frankenstein. And most people think of Frankenstein's monster as green. Yeah, you know what's crazy? At this point. It's so iconic for him to be green. Yeah, it's like, but it's not the original. Do you know what colored Frankenstein's monster originally was? No, it I'm wasn't green. Either. Never, I never read the original. Yeah, he's like a grayish. He's like a like a dead body, grayish, pale. That makes sense. It makes sense. But that's not what people think of when they think of Frankenstein, right? But dude, the green is iconic. You know, I feel like some some yeah. things are just so iconic they just have to become public domain. Like just Frankenstein. If I was the judge, Frankenstein, you're public domain. Done. Next, next, next question. <laughs> yeah, if people argue like there's that, that's why people say that oh, something should be in public domain. That's why they say that it shouldn't be as long as it is. It should be shorter. People should be able to make creative works based off stuff that came out in their lifetime. Yeah, I agree with that part. Well, for certain things. What? See, that's the thing. Like, it sounds like you d- agree, but also it sounds like at the beginning of this conversation you disagreed heavily. Because I, the thing is, look, I'm thinking about it from the creator perspective, right? If you make mm-hmm. Harry Potter, and then 14 years down the line, all your all your stuff goes away, and then the biggest bo- the big boy companies come in and take all your IP or whatever, and they just start selling it, start making movies, start whatever the heck, and now it's like all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, this stuff should be going to me, but it's going to you now. I'm the creator, and the creator gets nothing. That feels a little unfair. But then on the other hand, it's like, okay, well, some things that become so iconic, like Harry Potter, like, again, it's so iconic. It feels like I should be able to use Harry Potter in my own fan fiction, you know? Harry Potter and the boys get together. Like, it just makes sense. But it's just like, <laughs> you know, you can't, it's, 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 it's really hard to figure out where that line is, you know? Yeah, it is. And that's why this debate will, you know, live on forever, probably. 95 years right now. 95 years right now, which I feel like is, like, already too long, in my opinion. Once again, like, I feel like I should be able to... I should be able to make stuff based off stuff that came out in my lifetime, but... The thing is, you are able to do that. The only difference is you can't sell that, right? You can't sell yeah, it. Yeah. Like, well, it's kind of fuzzy. The law is fuzzy there. Technically speaking, if like the creator of something wanted to, they could probably shut down some fan fiction websites and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, it's one of those things where they're allowing it because they're choosing to allow it. They don't have to allow it. Because so, they're like tolerating it for now. But they could yeah. come back and be like, nope, get that out of here. I never liked yep. Hermione. Get that fan fiction out of here. <laughs> oh, man, that would be crazy. I feel like at some yeah. point it's just impossible to do that because, like, people make TikTok, people make videos, all this stuff, like, books, videos, fan fiction, so many things. They mostly allow it because it's pretty much free advertising. That's why they allow it. Sometimes you don't even need to advertise, dude. Like, let's be real. Like, if only it gets so, like so big. Harry Potter, right? If it's so big, you don't need to advertise it. You'd, you'd be surprised. I remember Coca-Cola at one point, they stopped advertising because they thought, like, oh, Coca-Cola, come on, like... It's Coca-Cola, right? Yeah. Everyone, like, when people think of soda, they think Coca-Cola. And they're like, their sales went down significantly. And they're like, oh my God, put the ads back on TV. Like, mm. you'd be surprised how much it affects you. Like, you might think Harry Potter is a big deal, but it's probably because you've seen the ads for so many things about Harry Potter. No, not... Oh, yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah, maybe that is what it is then. So who was it? Was it Mr. Beast or someone? I don't I don't remember who it was, but they said, like, yeah, if someone wants to use my videos and, like, use my face, whatever, I was like, I don't care. Let's let them. Because, like, that's, that's it's free advertising for me. Or maybe it was Dream that said that. I don't know. But it was someone that said that. It was like I think Mr. Beast did say that, and he was talking about reaction content, where mm. he's like on the side. Of, he's like on the side of reactors. Was like, yeah, it's free advertising for me. That's how he perceives it. Which is kind of bold Which, to say because uh, it's but, bold. It's also dumb. It's completely wrong in my opinion. But. Also, for him, it doesn't matter because his videos go insane. Like I think him, it literally doesn't matter. But for, for other, him, it might be a unique case. Yeah. 
yeah for other people like i can imagine react content taking a lot of their their pie yeah i thought it was interesting because like it's one of those things where it sounds like it's a big deal but also it kind of isn't because once again you can't put green green shorts and in the in the original movie free will uh he's saying free willy because i played in the guy in Charnuts. uh in steamboat willy he has a hat he loses the hat later on but he has a hat and some people argue like oh yeah so because he has the hat on that's the character not the other one. But luckily, he takes off the hat at some point. It, it falls off. At that point, it's like, okay, we're good. But if, if he had kept the hat on the entire short, some could argue that Disney still owns the copyright to hatless Mickey Mouse. This is too confusing. At least for the layman like me. Well, also, I really don't care about Willy. But if it was someone that I did care about, then I'd be like, uh, it's hard to tell where's the... Give me a guideline. Call the government. Give me a guideline. What stuff can I use exactly? They would just say, contact the IP holder and deal with them. They'd be like, I don't know either, my boy. <laughs> like, figure it out. Yeah, we're making this up as we go. What are you talking about? How much money you got? How much you willing to pay for it? Tell me about this One Piece news. This amazing One Piece news that isn't One Piece related, apparently. Okay, well, okay. So I got some One Piece news. And uh, don't skip, don't skip. It has nothing to do with the current chapters. Okay, kind of does. But there's no spoilers, okay? Oh, so this is actually about the show? Or the manga? Uh, It is relevant to the manga. But it is... There's no, like, plot part of this okay so now I have to, okay I'm, I'm confused how it could be both relevant to the manga but also not include plot but go on <laughs> this is something that like uh kind of affected me so when i heard this news i was like kind of like i was like oh no what the hell am i gonna do with my life now so basically um i think i i mentioned earlier the one piece cycle um and although i don't remember it exactly anymore but let's just i was gonna make some things up because it's gonna be something similar to that but basically it's like monday monday comes and you get new chapter drops. Uh, fine, I was actually not gonna say that because it gets a little confusing. But yeah, okay, let's just say, let's just say Monday comes, and okay. the text for the spoilers of the new chapter comes out. Is it Monday when the chapter comes out? Yeah, but I was gonna ignore that because it's kind of confusing. Okay, fine. Monday the new chapter comes out. Oh, so like the, you're saying the the day the chapter comes out, the next chapter is already being yes, leaked. Yes, the spo- Yes, exactly. That's what I meant. Okay, okay, okay. Because like Monday, like on Monday, chapter one hundred comes out. Yeah. But also on Monday, the leaks for the text only, like just the raw yes. text from chapter 101 is already online. Yes, those also come out at the same okay. time, pretty much. And so for me, I'm, I'm, that kind, I'm that kind of guy that loves spoilers. I will just read the spoilers. Okay. Then Tuesday okay. or Monday night, you'll get raws. You might get like uh, pictures. Pictures of the actual chapter with the Japanese text. With the Japanese text. And then by, by the time we get to like Thursday, I think, you'll get... Um, actual trend like scanlations yeah people in the community will take those raws clean them up literally clean them up because it's crazy how much work they put in to make them actually look crisp clean them up and then translate them into whatever local language they want and it's not just one group many groups do this they just yeah, do yeah. for fun or whatever and so they, they create these scanlations so then people can read the entire chapter but these are unofficial right they're not actually released yet mm-hmm. chapter 101 has not come out yet yeah then on next monday 101 comes out but at the same time text spoilers for 102 come out yep so this is and the basic cycle, cycle. yeah basic cycle right it is weird because i think there are people who genuinely think the chapter comes out on thursday like there are 100 percent people who just don't know that those are not official that yeah. they just think that oh the chapter dropped you know i went to the manga reading website or whatever that they go to and it's there so it must drop every thursday and this is kind of a problem because like uh if you if you are with, on top of scanlations there are my new differences between scanlations and official releases so there are po- always posts later on or on Twitter where people compare the two but like um 
you just have to be a little aware of that. For me, I read spoilers and then I re- I'll read the official. I really, I usually don't read scanlations. Oh, interesting. So you go straight from like the spoilers, just like summaries of the chapter, to the official translation. Yeah, usually, oh, unless it's like a really hype moment that there's no way I can avoid it. Like this is, if I do avoid it, then like I'm gonna get spoiled anyways. Like even more spoiled. So interesting. I have a similar relationship, but I don't do the text spoilers. I read the scanlations, and then when the official chapter drops, I read that as well. I also, cause I, I also, I also want to see what the differences were between the translation. It's always interesting when there, when there oh, yeah. are differences. Oh yeah. So what happened this time, and it happened before, so it's not like that crazy. But there was a post uh, a couple days, a week ago. They got the leakers. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Right. And classic um, Twitter. So it says Asahi. Oh, I don't know these people. This is Shonen Jump news on Twitter. Asahi informs the police are investigating websites in which One Piece and Jujutsu Kaisen were published before the release of the magazine. Images depict evidence collected including scans, raw images, and posts on social media. And uh, there are three foreigners have been arrested for violating the copyright law by publishing images of the blah blah magazine online, yada yada yada. Alright, t- two, th- two takeaways from that. One, I didn't realize Jujutsu Kaisen was that big of a deal. Like, I know it's popular, but One Piece level popular? Crazy. Second, it's weird that they specified they were foreigners. That seems like an odd choice, right? They didn't say, like, three people were arrested. They're like, oh, three foreigners. Uh, it could be that there's other ones. I, I don't know. But I know this is, like, because, uh, not gonna know you. But the thing is, people love leaks, man. I don't know. It they doesn't do. matter what it is. Like, they just want the leaks. They just want them. You know, they Well, they want can't. the chapter as soon as possible. So that's what they want. They want the content as soon as possible. Exactly. So there's a lot more details. There's a really great YouTube video I, I saw on this. I'll just, we'll just link that in the show notes. You just watch that if you care. Uh, he goes through a lot more detail about what's actually happening. But the basic gist that I got was there are three categories of leakers. Okay. Um, what happens is One Piece is not just a digital magazine. Like it's, Shonen Jump is not just digital, but it's also physical. Mm-hmm. It used to be sold physically in America, but they got rid of it like a long time ago. Yeah, it just didn't sell well here, probably, right? Yeah, but in Japan, it's still very much alive. And, well, what do you think? Let's say the chapter gets dropped on Monday. So kids mm-hmm. go, or like even adults now, they go to the store on Monday, they want to buy the latest chapter, they want to read it, they go in the store and they get the chapter. Well, if they get the chapter, or like, sorry, the magazine, right? If they buy the magazine on Monday, then the store must have had the magazine a couple days before, right? Yep. And, well, what's a couple days before Monday? The weekend. No one works on the weekend, so they must have had it in the previous week. Mm, had to come in at least Friday. This is why scanlations are available on Thursday, uh, for the most part, is because a lot of the stores get these uh, magazines and they're able to, people just take pictures of them, scan them in, and then boom. And they're able to scan them high quality and stuff too. Exactly. So it's the, not like is, some guy like on a conveyor belt trying to take a photo of the newest iPhone or something. Yeah. This is just one category though. The other categories are there's official trade partners or whatever they're called i don't know the details but they're called like official trade buddies with shonen jump they get stuff even earlier i don't know why they just do those people are the ones that give us the text spoilers that are even earlier Mm. so those are really special because they're they're tough to come by and they're way more secretive and they usually have a huge ego don't ask me why they just do Okay. There's a lot. There's a there's some famous ones on Twitter. Like Pew Piece is one of the most famous ones. They used to be redone. They all. I mean, they're oh, so slowly they're like publicly known figures. Yes, they are publicly known figures. They're really they're really popular on Twitter. That we talk about all the time on the Reddit's, and 
they they always like hype up stuff. Like for example, when some things were revealed in the manga, they'd be like, "Oh my god, I was crying in the next chapter," or "I can't tell you what happened. It's just that amazing." It's like, "Shut up, bro. Just tell me the least." <laughs> you know. So what happened was, um, this is, here's another interesting thing. Do you know Twitter will actually take down? It. No, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. X, I, X formerly known as Twitter. Do you know that X will take down your tweets and even ban your account if you have a DMCA strike on you. Like, for example, in case of leaks and you're leaking content that has not been released yet, they will take so down it's your... So it's a single strike kind of rule? I don't, I don't know what it is, but they, they could take down your... Because I know YouTube has that. Where, like, if you get a DMCA strike, if you get three of them, your channel is, like, annihilated. It's, t- it's wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, but I just I was surprised that Twitter did that. You know, I just didn't realize that would be a thing. But the company... Do they I've, still do that? That's, yeah, that's it, the real question. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, Shonen Jump could and has literally has in the past and in the current timelines they have put strikes or they tried to put strikes against you know pew piece or these other twitter channels twinal threads whatever and they have been unsuccessful i guess uh, they're not technically officially releasing anything right that's why no they that are they're, put, it. they're they're posting leaks oh okay that's right? interesting. i thought i thought it was just like the oh the next chapter when we cry oh no, they put, that was all they were doing. Like, okay, sometimes they put that, and it's like, bro, you're supposed to put the leaks at this moment. Then later on, they'll put the leaks on, but it's like, just give me the leaks. Like, I don't care. Oh, about interesting. You. Okay. It's like, uh... But why are they not banned? And apparently, it's because whenever they do release leaks, it's only up for a few hours, and they, t- they, they themselves delete the post. So if they do that before the strike hits, they're fine. Hmm. Interesting. And that's enough time, obviously, for someone to, like, download it themselves locally and have it stored. Oh, and then, then it, it, you easy. know, once it's on the internet, right? That's kind of crazy. So that's the second category you said, right? Uh, I don't remember anymore, but sure. And there is What's another the third category. You said there's three categories, Hamza. Yeah, I don't know the full details. You have to watch the video for that. But like, I okay. basically what I got was like, you th- th- these are ways that you're able to get the chapter earlier. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not just like someone that like it's not like Oda himself that wrote like the chapter and is like leaking himself. I don't yeah, know, of dude, actually. Is this a problem with like you know with big organizations? There's gonna be a couple leaks here and there. There's gonna be people who are who want to leak for whatever reason. I don't really understand the mindset of leakers, but like, sure. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. So, okay, people were arrested, right? Like, actually arrested, arrested. And yep, they yep. were arrested because they were part of the group that were trade partners. Mm. Like, they were actually part of, like, they, were, they weren't supposed to sell secrets. And actually, this was happening since this investigation was going on for a long time, actually. Because, like, last year, there was a few people banned, too. And it turns out these these people were in cahoots with those people. Okay, so some people got arrested before, and they kind of went up the food chain. Yeah, like, they were, like, investigating, they found more people, and they got them, too. Okay. When that post, when that happened, and everyone got this news, the first post I saw, actually, this is the first post I saw that even I heard about the leakers getting uh, banned on, on the subreddit was, leakers getting caught is normal. This happens sometimes within this very fandom. Once in a while, usually every few years, leakers get arrested. Schedules get shifted around a little for a week or two, and then everything is normal again. New leakers show up, new timetables stabilize. Do not panic. There are too many posts of people panicking. Like, oh my goodness, dude. This is not happen- This is not the first time. This has happened before. <laughs> people are so used to this. They don't even care anymore. <laughs> it's Unflinching. Like, the crazy part is like, just you can just wait for the official chapter release. But no, people are like, no, no, no. We need the leaks. We need those sweet, juicy leaks. Like, if I'll be honest, like, you told me this news story. And you specifically said Jujutsu Kaisen and One Piece is like the ones that they were specified in the report. I was thinking, like, the chapter did come out this week. Like, there was no delay at all. It came out on Thursday this week. I remember I read it. 
couple days ago. Yeah, the official release will not will not change at all. This is just for this. No, no, no the official release. Yeah, but I'm saying that the scanlation release also. Oh. Just, it happened at the same time. Literally didn't even notice. Okay, so back to the scanlation part. Scanlations are technically also not legal because, like, if you no, think about, they're 100. I would argue they're 100 illegal. Yeah, so like you're taking their IP before it's been released, and you're translating yourself, and then you're you're not selling it. Maybe, but you kind of are, right? That's how you make money. Like they're posting, they're they're hosting them on websites that have ads on them, so that's how they make the money. Right? And also, these groups tend to have like Patreon pages or coffee yeah. pages. There's ways for people to support the group. And there's not there's not just one group. There's like many groups that do this. Yeah. So here's the deal, though. Shueisha, or like Shonen Jump, whatever. They tolerate scanlation. They're actually they're not okay with it, maybe, but they they tolerate them. Because yeah, and specifically for I mean I don't know about other like properties, but like for One Piece specifically, because One Piece is heavily it's also very digital, right? There is a digital release. Yeah, it comes out on Monday, and it comes out in multiple languages on Monday too. Yeah, so not only is it physical, but it's also digital, which means because and the physical is really important of this. They know that they can't just hide the digital releases. This is impo- it's just impossible. Yeah. Um, unless, until the time comes when they get rid of the physical releases completely, then they'll probably crack down on scanlations because then that's all they're making money from, kind of. Right now, they're making a lot more money from, like, physical. Actually, I want to take back that comment a bit earlier about the 100% illegal one. Oh, there okay. is one, like, fuzzy area where I feel like, okay, you can argue it's technically not illegal anymore. Which is, or it's not as illegal, I guess I should say. Which is if you're scanlating into a language that they don't start it in. Because there are communities worldwide when it comes to scanlation. So if someone's like scanlating Jujutsu Kaisen into like, I don't know, Swahili. Like as far as I'm aware, there's no official Jujutsu Kaisen Swahili translation. So if someone speaks Swahili, there's no way for them to read Jujutsu, there's no way for them to read Jujutsu Kaisen except for the scanlations of it. So that feels like a bit more like, is it, like, you're not really stealing sales then because that guy could never have read Jujutsu Kaisen anyways in Japanese or English or whatever language you provided in. You know what I would tell you if I was Apple? <laughs> learn English? Le- learn the language, bro. <laughs> what about my mom? That's easy for you to say, Mr. Learning Japanese. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I don't agree with that, but you're, you're right about the Swahili part. It makes perfect sense. But um, the the thing is, I don't know about, I don't know how the companies deal with this stuff, but uh, it's just funny how people are talking about how the leakers are like, you know, they're the leakers just feel like they have this because they do. They have valuable information that people really want. They really want the le- information. Mm-hmm. If they just wait a couple of days, not leakers wouldn't have this much power, but they do, right? So uh, this is one of those things where like it's stabilizing. We'll probably get there. I don't even know. There's other leakers. We'll get some. We'll get some information from some source somewhere. It's fine. I always find it so interesting because you hear about how companies are trying to combat leaks, and this isn't like just a manga thing. This is like a everything thing especially if you're making something physical or if you're making something in a large enough organization leaks are just an inevitability and so that's the way they combat like i remember there was a one news story about how a company would send out memos but they would encode like use again the word encode secret stuff in the message in a way that if it ever got leaked directly they could tell who sent it like whose copy of it was leaked oh i I know you're thinking of an example but i have another example okay do you know Jerry Rig everything? Yeah, you told me about them. How they like, break apart devices and stuff to look inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and his voice is just beautiful. Like I don't even need to watch his videos. I just want to listen to his voice, dude. Oh my god, best voice I've ever heard on the internet. Seriously, if you have not listened to his voice, just go, just click on any random video. Seriously, his voice is so consistent. It's really good. Okay, anyways, but that's not the point. The point was, 
Uh, really, that wasn't the point? You didn't bring him <laughs> up just to mention his voice? <laughs> Bro, his voice is so... No- okay, anyways. But the thing is, like, he made a video on him suing a company or whatever. The point was, this company stole his company's cases or whatever. And how would they oh, do Oh, yeah, we talked about this, yeah. Yeah, we talked yeah. about it, right? But how would they do this? How did he know this? Because he put specific Easter eggs that he saw in their products. Yeah. The, the, I think the details, if I remember them correctly from when you told me, was basically the, the whole point, the case is whole gimmick is that it looks like the inside of the device. Yeah. So you basically, it makes the thing look like it's kind of see-through almost. Yeah. And so one could argue, oh, the other company could have just also opened the phone up and taken photos of the insides and put them on the outside on a case. But because of these Easter eggs, these like inside jokes, these references they put in, they put those on the case and they had the same joke references on their case. Exactly. So that's how they were able to catch them. So yeah, that's like another way. Like, I think the way they, for the one that I heard about, I don't know if it's true or not, for the encoding thing, all they did was this, they replaced some symbols with other symbols that look similar. So like, this, you know, for example, they replaced all the periods with like some other Unicode symbol that looks identical on the screen. But in the code is actually a different symbol. So, and like, if you have enough of those symbols in a memo, you can uniquely give a unique combination to anybody. Yeah. Each person gets a unique copy of that message with slightly different versions of the messages. And that's how you can tell who leaked what. Of course, that falls apart if someone takes a photo of the, the memo and then yeah, posts that just, instead. Or they just write it yourself, you know. It's like... Or they, they rewrite it themselves. Or they just, even just like, they write a summary of what the memo said. And send that. Like, so it's not foolproof or anything, but it's an interesting idea. I think, uh, I think it was Genius. There was some lyric company, a company where like their whole website's deal is that they write lyrics to music, and they believed that Google was stealing their content because you know how if if you, like if you go to Google.com, yeah, yeah, you put yeah, in yeah. like I don't know, Despacito lyrics, right? And before the time to go to any website, it's just there on the Google first result. You can just see the lyrics there. Yeah. They were convinced that Google was stealing from them, that they were just taking content from the website and putting it there. And the way they proved it was some of the quotation marks were actually like back ticks. If you know, like on a keyboard, like I think near, near the left of the one key, there's like a second type of quotation mark. The tilde. And they would, yeah, like under, yeah, when you shift tilde, right? Uh, or is it if you don't shift? Whatever. Like the key tilde key is also that key. Anyways. I'm going way too deep into the weeds. Basically, it's another quotation mark. And they saw that when you go to Google, it would have the same mark. Wherever they put a back tick, Google had a back tick. Just a coincidence. Wherever they put a quotation mark, Google had a quotation mark. Just a coincidence, of course. Pure coincidence, yeah. Uh, another funny one, which was for Smash Brothers. Then, because the voice, the games are, they have a narrator. So when you select a character, it says the Link. name of the character. Yeah, yeah Link. Mario. And, of course, stuff like that has to be recorded well in advance. But for a lot of people, no, the, it's a big deal what characters make yeah, into Smash Brothers. Huge. Like, people get so excited about that stuff. And they speculate all the time about who's going to get in. And then everybody talks about how Nintendo has them record a lot of different characters who never make it into the game. Wow. Like they, just, they book the person for, like, two hours. And half of the, vo- the names that the, the voice actor is saying never make it into the game. Because that prevents the voice actor from being able to tell other people who's in the game. Dude, that's crazy. They're trying to obfuscate. Just have an NDA. Like, you know, like... Well, obviously, that, that doesn't work. Cause they, also, they want to know who leaked it, right? If, he, if the leak says, oh, these characters are in Smash Brothers, and it's a bunch of characters that they made the narrator say that weren't real, they know, oh, it was the narrator. That's who leaked it. He's playing some games right now. 
It's yeah, it's crazy. The amount of work it goes to. It's it's kind of funny because they were talking about like yeah, I remember one time they made me record a voice line for Duck Hunt, the NES game, and he was like, "This is ridiculous. What are you doing? Like, if you're gonna put fake names, then make them realistically fake." The irony is that Duck Hunt actually became a character in Smash Brothers. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I think another thing, another interesting thing was these leakers. They came from the same town that Oda grew up in, so it's kind of like an extra really know, like an extra. Thing. That's actually kind of funny. That's, that's that's really interesting. <laughs> I don't know, but it was it was funny. So but they, but they're still foreigners, though, just so we're clear. Three foreigners. Listen, dude, I can't be clear about that. I don't know the full details, but what I will it's say... It's also possible that's just like a, that was a butchered translation. You gotta watch out for that stuff. Because I assume this is actually like a, a Japanese news article that was translated to English. Yes. But also, I'll say like, One Piece official release, you can actually buy on Viz or Shonen Jump Plus or whatever subscription yeah, service. You, you don't have to buy it. Yeah, it's the fir- the latest chapter is free, right? Yeah, the That's latest the- three chapters are free. The first three chapters and the latest three chapters are all free. So if you're just like me, keeping up with it as it comes out, you don't have to pay for it at all. Yeah, so you're not pirating either. You just you just you're doing a normal, you're doing your normal civil citizen duty or whatever. But, but if you do want to pay for it, this is only three bucks a month. Yeah, it's three bucks a month and you get access to the entire backlog. Less than like a Starbucks coffee or something. Like that's, I mean, that's that's an insanely good deal. As far as subscription services go, yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. It must also help that they're publishing images and not video. Like hosting video is so much more expensive than images. Yeah, I'm not talking about, yeah that, that's true. But I just meant like as a, as a consumer, like for me, if I see, okay, YouTube premium is like 14 bucks. That's a little too much for me. But There's if I no see, way it's fourteen bucks. Whatever it was, but it's way I, more than that. Oh, but if I see, okay, this is three bucks, and I can support an actual release. I mean, that's it'll sway me a lot more, you know. I assume over time they're gonna limit the number of free chapters for sure. I, I can't imagine they'd keep this model of you get the latest chapter free. I feel like eventually, you you know the term uh, inshitification. In what? Inshitification. In, in what? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you are hearing it correctly. Okay. It, we don't have to censor that because that's like an actual business term now. It's one of those like it clearly was uh, made as a joke, but it became an official business term. There's no it's way. A, it's this business practice where you provide a service that's super good and super cheap. It's literally too good to be true. It's literally too good to be true. And over time, once they gain enough of a following, so to speak, enough of a user base, they start raising the prices and oh. reducing the number of features in a service. So eventually they start making money. They're basically running at a loss in the beginning just to drive people in. Because like, oh, you know, would I have got a Netflix if it had cost $15 a month like it does now? Probably not. But I did pay for it when it was 10 bucks or 9 bucks, And they've slowly increased the price and I've just kept it all this time because I've always had it. That's just inflation, dude. No problem. That's not just inflation. It's also like, they also got rid of features, right? Like I used to be able to watch 4K. I don't think I have 4K anymore because that's not part of the, the tier I'm in anymore. Yeah, well, that's how they make that money. So I assume that's going to happen to even this subscription service eventually. But I guess I guess, the, I guess it doesn't really count in this scenario because I'm talking about a free tier. The free tier is going to get worse, but the paid tier might just stay as good as it is because I don't know how they can make a better paid tier. What could they offer? 8K resolution will personally fly out the movie to you. We'll give you 20 bucks. And- <laughs> no, no, I meant for, uh, for Viz. Overface. And jump. What could they offer as a better experience? Well, they could also just do what you just said. Like they could remove all the free stuff and just say like, okay, if you want to watch, if you want to read it, you have to play at least three bucks. That's for like the base tier, and then for the higher tier, they could they'll give you like they give you the chapter a little bit earlier. 
earlier release. You know what I'm saying? You get I it. Regret, I regret. I regret asking you because that's that's yeah, that's 100 percent what they would do. <laughs> like the free tier would become the paid tier, and the paid tier would become like what it, the the current paid tier is. Like oh, yeah. three dollars a month to get the most recent chapters, and you can read five chapters a day for free, and then it's like. But give us six dollars a month, and you can read as many chapters as you want for free, like you can do right now for three dollars a month. And give us eight dollars, and we'll give you the digital colored releases too, and it'll be spoofed uh, up yeah. a little bit, the newer versions or whatever. Give us ten bucks, and we'll give you uh, a free merch every two years. <laughs> you get a box full of random stuff, stuff we could not sell, so we're giving it to you to offload it from the warehouse. Only for forty ninety nine every single month. <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's a lot of people that are happy. That the leaks have been banned, and I mean, come on, bro. Like, can you just have everyone have like have their cake and eat it too? Like, come on, like you don't know say. But no, it's like I, I, to be fair, the sentiment I hear against leaks is less that oh the leaks exist. It's more that stuff gets spoiled for people who don't want to read the leaks. Yeah, that's like, normal, you know, like I don't want to read the text summary. I want to at the very least I want a scanlation of the chapter. So if I find out so and so character died because someone on the internet just posted that oh I can't believe so and so died, I can imagine being frustrated. I think, you know, the problem is the One Piece itself. When the One Piece is revealed, then no way there's going to hide. Like, the spoilers are going to leak it way earlier on. It's going to be all over Twitter, whatever. No one can hide from that. You can wait, but it's inevitable. What did Thanos say? Like, you can't hide from it or whatever. <laughs> that was the line. You can't hide from me. Snap. Really? Or are you just messing with No, me? the line was, I am inevitable. Oh, that's what it is. It's inevitable. That brings us to the end of episode 171, the Pandrone one. This is a Maldip sign off. Never trust governors and free free the whales and uh, leakers. You're amazing. The free will joke isn't going to make sense because no one's going to know the topic sheet said free Willy on it about Steamboat Willy. Now they do. All right, I'm signing out.